Folks, welcome to downtown Buffalo where there is a palpable, not Palpatine, buzz in the air as the Buffalo Bisons get set for Star Wars night against the St. Paul Saints. Just down the street, we have the Buffalo Bandits looking to achieve NLL glory in game three against the Colorado Mammoth. Let's get it, Buffalo, and let's go Bisons and Bandits. There he is, the Dark Lord making some dreams come true. Let's go with the boys, with the boys. Welcome to Trainwreck tonight, 295, and tonight we are all champions. We are all members of the band Queen because the Buffalo Bandits are your 2023 NLL champions. And that's just one of many awesome topics we have for tonight's show. Obviously, we'll kick off with that. We got NBA and NHL finals as well. We got all kinds of Bills news out the wazoo. And there's a weatherman battle brewing. We got to look into the forecast for the coming days. But I'm joined by a special co-host for tonight. The Micah Man, your friend, my friend, our friend, Jake Micah. Micah, how are we doing tonight, sir? Living the dream, buddy. Living the dream. How are we? I mean, I can't even, I possibly can't possibly matching the high that anybody back home is. As everybody knows, I'm here in Chicago, Illinois, and watching you from afar through our beautiful video there and all the coverage we had on Trainwreck and just seeing everybody's coverage all weekend of both the Bisons game, the Bandits championship. Um, and just hearing about the buzz from friends and everything, it seemed like a 
legendary weekend uh, back home in Buffalo. And I'm glad you got to experience it, my friend. It was a tough fall. It was a tough winter. Um, you know, it was a tough early spring. And truthfully, this is the, you know, the first, this past weekend was what? Maybe the most hype, you know, fans had an opportunity to be a while in a while in Buffalo, uh, what in like two months or so. So yeah, they definitely yeah. didn't need an excuse. So, you know, a month and a half, at least obviously with the way uh, things went with the Sabres, but yeah, <laughs> kicking it off bandits are champions. Obviously they get it done in game three over the Colorado mammoth. I want to jump right into it. Uh, the game three, the way it went was just perfect. I, I, I had tweeted out, you know, it's kind of like the bills were up a little bit at half and they just dominated the third quarter. Similar thing with the, uh, bandits. I think they, I believe they were up 11 to four or so, uh, after the third quarter into the early fourth. It was just an ideal way to win a championship. That building was buzzing over. It was shaking. Bandit land was going nuts. Uh, Micah, um, you know, I obviously, I know you're in Chicago. Like, you know, you have your history, like, in Western Europe. What's your history with the, the bandits? Like, do you go back with them at all? And what's your history with bandit land? Um, I've been, I follow the bandits along usually around playoff time as much as anybody else. I've been to games. My friends used to have season tickets, so that was always a good uh good opportunity to get to go to some games and everything but and if I was back home I would have been locked in for this run I mean you just see the excitement and just people getting back together packing out the arena like that's one of my favorite things is just seeing everybody get together and be able to bring the energy to a place like that like like we know how that arena can get we've seen it in spurts for Sabres games but Bandit Land consistently the last 20 years or so has been able to bring it like that and just to see it rewarded especially this year after playing the team you lost to last year, you know I love a good revenge storyline. And this is – it's perfect. It's legitimately perfect revenge storyline to come back, win and at home to get this celebration. Like, what more could you ask for? It almost makes it worth it. Seriously, no, you couldn't have said it better myself because, honestly, uh, you look at the way it happened, you look at the way it went down, and obviously the faithful of Bandit Land uh, deserve this. And especially Colorado and Buffalo. I mean, this rivalry is ridiculous at this point. Yeah. Back-to-back finals matchups. I mean, it makes the bills KC look like, uh, you know, child's play. Um, I am just looking at the stats out. The, uh, the big thing, obviously, I mean, yeah, you go to any lacrosse game, you know, you're typically going to see both teams scoring the double digits. Believe it was the lowest, uh, goals allowed, uh, by a goalie in a finals game. Uh, so obviously great time for that to happen for the bandits. They strike there. And yeah, I mean, there's no reason to think this team will be going away anytime soon. I know, uh, you know, obviously they have a lot of pieces, but, uh, you know, they've been a contender for the last couple of years and we'll keep it rolling. And speaking of rolling, that's what we want to get into. Saturday night being so live in Buffalo. The big thing is, you know, you had roughly what, about almost around 35,000 people at two sporting events that had nothing to do with the Sabres or Bills. I mean, it just speaks to the culture. Anyone from Western York, you know, sports are first. Sports are first and just an opportunity to support, to show support to the professional sports teams or the minor sports teams or the national lacrosse, whatever, just being there to support a team that says Buffalo and represents the region. Like you throw that name on, you go out there and work hard. That's what's going to matter. And those, these having the coalescence of these two nights, like coming, maybe a little planning by the Bison's part, having a look at the schedule and being like, this could be a really fun day. If this happens like future planning or whatever, but the fact that it happens the same night, the way it all works out, and just the and like a beautiful day too. Like I, 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 I know that it was beautiful weather. Couldn't complain more. I know helping your springtime agenda, summertime agenda a lot. You were. It's not, been a huge three uh, weeks for my springtime agenda. It I mean, has been. no doubt about it. It but, has been. But I'm gonna you know, keep tabs. I'm gonna keep tabs in uh, once we hit late late September to see where we're at too. Shout out to Aaron Quinn. I mean, because he's there's only been mm. one party that's really been able to come after me. 
and that's the too hot crowd because it has been like 85, 85. Not lie, there have been a little times where it was uncomfortable when I play when I was you know out last Thursday night. It felt like the sun was coming for me. It felt like the sun had an agenda. Uh, but with that said, I mean I'm just gonna take that ten times out of ten. It feels so good to come back into like you know a cool building with air conditioning, which basically you know everyone has nowadays. Uh, you know, shout out. Yeah. Not to ostracize any listeners that don't. If you don't, make sure you get to yeah, by a case, obviously. We need to uh, find one way to cool down one way or the other. Um, but, I mean, you're not going to – you got to love that weather. And a Saturday night truly was perfect, honestly. I think it was about 70 degrees, like 70 yeah. degrees downtown Buffalo. You just had a little bit of humidity. I got to say, I was in short sleeve and, sh- and shorts. I was actually getting chilly by the end of the night with the way the wind whips downtown. Uh, but, yeah, it was just crazy to see. And yeah, it makes you think, you know, there there were the whispers after this, you know, oh, Buffalo should get like a, you know, an MLB team or Buffalo should get an NBA team. I mean, obviously, I mean, you'd love that. Oh, yeah. I mean, hey, sign me. I'd, I'd sign any petition. I'll go protest outside in New York, whatever we need to get do. I'll be there for that. I mean, the, the people would be there. That's the thing is like, whatever, like you said, last night showed it. Maybe it wouldn't be. Maybe it would be like, you know, if the team wasn't doing well, save like Sabres games the last 10 years have been like that. Maybe that's the worst it would get. But the second the team is worth is worth anything, people would go out and support and want to get together and gather together in the city. Like, I think that showed it out more than anything. And doesn't it just get you excited for just thinking about September, October rolling course, around and just clearly the energy that is pent up right now uh, getting ready to go here? I am in a weird spot with uh, the the Buffalo Bulls, uh, the football, because obviously I'm I'm hoping it can translate to that. You know, when yeah. weather's nice, I'm in a weird spot because I part of me feels like they don't get a ton of support, but then also on the same you know thing, when I went to a game in 2021, we all did as kind of like a train wreck unit. Uh, we were there with Creek Degenerate, Mega by Ronnie, Slick L, Degenerate Al, myself. Um, there, there were more people there than I've ever seen tailgating for a UB game. And I was there at the Lance Leipold era where okay. they started, you know, 4-0, 5-0, and, and really had some hype. So that was very interesting to see. But, yeah, I'm hoping that, you know, that crazy action, that passion can obviously pour over to that. There's still a whole summer ahead, so there's tons of Bison's action if you want to take advantage of that. But real quick, would, I think I know the answer, but would you rather have a, an MLB or an NBA team if you could? Mm, I feel like an MLB team would just make more sense, though. It just fits perfectly within the seasons. You just keep it rolling all year a long, thousand like percent. A summertime like this. So I don't like as much as I would love to see a, a Braves times two or a new team there. Um, you know, let the Sabers have that. I think having the MLB team having three all year round have that Pittsburgh model. That'd be that'd be great to match up. You have that right there. I think that would work out. Oh my God. I would love to be a Pittsburgh pirates. That would be so cool. All right. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. And there's just so many more baseball games, so many more times to go. You don't get the overlap. Like you said, I mean, and you're just, a big that NBA place guy. Would be packed out. That place would be packed out June, July, August. Every, oh like, yeah. Every home game. You get I mean, a drinking tent. Doesn't matter what company it is in there. You know, game over, obviously. Uh, speaking of game over, uh, obviously we, that mm. was, I mean, that was a big part of the weekend. The bandits, the bisons that dominated the storylines. Uh, anything else, you know, Big that you're into. We obviously have NBA finals, NHL finals action. What was on your brain? Well, I did not watch the Stanley Cup final live because I went to go see Spider-Verse. So I won't speak. The, the story of that game, it was pretty simple. Just 
opening my phone up after and seeing, oh, it was tied 2-2, third period, and then it was 5-2. That's the things Vegas has done all year long, honestly, for the last three years. They can just turn it on in the third period, put clamps on you. Um, not surprised Don't that forget, Vegas also won uh, game one when they were in it in, uh, what was that, 2018? Oh, great point. Yeah. Then they lost point. in five. Uh, Burrs, yeah. Burrs, had a, Burrs had a famous wager caps in five and we watched it the whole way they lost they lost game one and he just goes <laughs> it's still alive <laughs> and, he, and he ran it the whole way he's a legendary. prophet he's a prophet That's it was legendary it was legendary but uh yeah you're right i mean the stanley cup finals game one i don't know i don't want to like criticize i mean obviously our boy jay lazzy's out there covering it live so that's very cool Shout out to, uh, to see him on the network he's grinding love it love it but uh you know, I think the NBA action has been a little bit more captivating, uh, whether it's, you know, just seeing Jokic finally on his biggest stage by himself, you know, everyone kind of acknowledging like how good he is, everything, et cetera, et cetera. But the Heat did what the Heat have done all postseason. Uh, and that's not actually what they've done all postseason was win game one on the road. They didn't do that yeah. uh, this this series, but they bounced back with a big uh, road win. Um, so with that said, one, one, what do you got, uh, in this NBA finals? Do you think there's cause for concern in nugget land? Well, so the prediction that when we were talking about it the other day, I came to the, we, I think Steve and I, I think we all picked either six or seven. Steve might've picked seven and me and Dunny picked six. And it was basically like, I think this series should be a five game series. I think the nuggets are just a well-oiled machine. And this is just the start of probably a pretty damn good run from them. If they stay healthy, not the end of it. Um, and they're just Miami, this team, like, I mean, they've done it all playoffs, so you shouldn't be surprised, but the Nuggets just feel like they're a level ahead of anybody who, even if the Celtics were in this series, I think they would have been a level ahead of anybody. Right. But then you're like, all right, but Miami's the zombie team. So you have to add a game. So it's probably six. And I guess this is the game, right? Like they shot 49% from three, which is what they've been doing all playoffs and what they didn't do during the regular season. They had, they did not shoot as well as they did last year. There's three-point shooting numbers were all down all across the board. Duncan Robinson, a guy who's been on the court the last two series, couldn't get on the floor for the entire regular season. They were injured and everything. And now they're kind of just like coming back to normal. And if you shoot 49% from three, and then you have, you know, Bam and Jimmy Butler playing pretty – they didn't play like any spectacular game last night, but they were efficient. They were pretty good it's going to be tough to beat them. And then they figured out something in that fourth quarter offensively where they just blitz them. And They've done that all, all postseason. It too. is. There yeah. were times against the bucks. How many, how many double digit leads did the bucks have in the second half or the fourth Celtics quarter of that too. series? Celtics but the, and, too. The, and yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, it's just crazy to see. And you know, I, I'm not the first person to see to say it. So I'm not going to act like I'm making some transcending point here, but man, Eric Spolstra was really mm -hmm. thrown into the fire as a head coach. Like he was in the finals every year, basically against like Popovich, you know, basically anytime he didn't, you know, go against Popovich, he outcoached the, the other person in the finals. Yeah. And that was Pat Riley who could have been in that spot. Pat Riley could have easily, a lot of people forget back in that era, he could have easily just walked right down and met you the You remember, coach. you remember it was, a, it was a story every year. Like when's Pat, yeah, when's Pat when is Pat going to out? Yes, it was crazy. And now I think you're kind of seeing the dividends of that experience because oh my, my goodness, every time like they get in a second half or, or a fourth quarter where they need it, they go on. I mean, to start that fourth quarter last night, I oh mean, goodness, what 15 to run insane. 
It was insane. It, like I couldn't believe. I was in shock. Duncan Robinson was doing everything. He was literally I'm putting like, on a clinic. He was cut into the basket. He was and one like lay-ins with, with that, that, noodles. He was three bombs off the dribble. It was crazy. I was on the phone with my brother and during the fourth quarter, and I said, "When Duncan Robinson is going to the rim strong and celebrating, you know you're in deep." And that, that happened. That was like nine thirty left in the fourth quarter. That it flipped that quick, and you're just like. That's what that, but that's what they've been done all year, and that's why you can't doubt them. And now you get Wednesday night in South Beach. You know how that place could be for a finals game. Like we haven't seen it in Miami actually since 2014, but that's a really fun finals environment. Anything could happen in that game three. I really will, don't know. Will what to DJ Khaled be courtside with his golf clubs? Oh, ooh, the 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 courtside seats are going to be very interesting in Miami for this because I feel like all the celebrities are going to try to hit up Miami, right? Like they're thinking, well, maybe not the Wednesday game though, the Friday night game. Oh, Friday night game, all bets are off. Celebrities, yeah. Um, did you see? Did you see Lil Wayne there with his one with his wired headphones? Shout out to the wired headphone gang. I like they wired showed... headphones. I, I think. Yeah, I'm kinda, a, kinda I got them right here. That's why I was so it's like, nothing like losing go. connection and not being able to lose music. Doesn't happen with headphones, babes. Uh, hey, we'll be right back on the other side of this message from our sponsor with more finals talk. Outlet Liquor is your place to buy a case. Stock up and save when you shop the lowest prices available every day at Outlet Liquor. You never have to wait for a sale. The more you buy, the more you save. Only at Outlet Liquor. What's your outlet? What's your outlet? All right, Micah. Uh, so, real quick, as we put a wrap on this talk, because I think you've uh, you've done it pretty well. Uh, what do you do? What do you? What do you are, are you doing? Uh, are you doing Rollins or Seth Jericho? Rollins. Are you doing Rollins no, or Jericho? Oh, it's Seth Rollins. Yeah, to the okay. what's your out? What's your? Yeah. Okay, out, uh, yeah. I like that. I like that. Um, do you? Who has the better chance of uh, winning their series, the Panthers or the Heat? I'm looking at the odds right now. Panthers are plus one eighty. Heat are plus two twenty. So they were pretty close. Ooh. I think the Panthers because I as before we jumped over to the uh the NBA finals, the point I was gonna make is I wouldn't be surprised if the Panthers just win like three nothing, four nothing tonight, and they're coming back and feeling really good going back to Florida where they've been awesome all playoffs. Like Florida, like this series, I think this is going seven with Florida and Vegas. These teams are so evenly matched. Florida is like every like I get why it's surprising that they beat Boston and everything like it may it's it is surprising it's shocking that they beat Boston and that they've made this kind of run after they barely made the playoffs but it's a team that the infrastructure's been there for like like this Miami to like the Heat team it's so funny how similar it is like they won the President's Trophy last year they've been through these playoff battles and everything and even though the cores changed just a little bit and everything else like there's just enough of it there and just enough of that grind and then Kachuk is just the I guess just the kind of driver they needed and kind of the attitude they needed to get through. And that's why I don't think that they're going to be, they're going to keep battling back. And I think Vegas is going to keep battling back because they're a tough team too. And I just, they're, they just seem, these teams just seem so evenly matched. I think we're going seven and they might just win back and forth until seven. Who knows? If we were on around the horn right now, I would agree with you. But then my pivot is I think both of these teams are going to come back in their series. I think the Heat are going to win. Oh, man. And I think the Panthers are going to win. And Florida Uh, is going to be championship central. Tampa Bay Lightning. You got the Tampa Bay Rays dominating. Uh, All I got to say, I love it. It just seems so obvious now. I mean, you just see the adjustments that the Heat are making. I mean, unless Jokic starts playing better. I don't know. I, I worry about the heat and their ability to, the, you know, kind of make those adjustments. And now they got home court. They got home court. And the thing is, like, 
we can't just keep saying, oh, can the Heat really do this? Like it's one one. No, in the they're doing it. And they're going <laughs> yeah. home. Like they like we need to like this series is probably going at least six, probably seven at this point. The way like the Heat, if they're gonna battle like this in all these games, maybe maybe the Nuggets rip off the next three. Maybe I'm not at this point. I will not assume that. I think this at least goes six. And either of these teams in a game six scenario facing elimination, I just think same thing. Like we might, we might just be in for a long series and uh, over, over under 12.5 finals games between these two. Series. I'm going over 12.5. I think that's a so, seven. So it's six. either, it's either gotta be a seven, six or a seven, seven for your Micah I'm, man there. Very well, I'm sticking with, I'm sticking with my nuggets and six. I'm not going to bail on it because it's one, one. That's basically okay. the, the strategy I went with, but I'm gonna I'm going with the Panthers in seven. I still think that Florida's okay. gonna edge that out, and I just don't want Jack Eichel personally to win. Well, I'll tell you what I don't want is to ever live in a world where Brandon Bean is not our general manager of the Buffalo Bills, your Buffalo Bills, my Buffalo Bills, our Buffalo Bills. Wake up today, and Leonard Floyd has signed a Super Bowl contract. So this is a big name loitering <laughs> out there. Obviously, um, it's someone who's played with Vaughn, someone who has experience. Plain and simple on the board, what, t- 10 sacks a year for the last three years has basically been like clockwork. It's like 11, 9, like 10 or something were the three seasons. You have to figure, I, I nothing makes McDermott more excited besides a gallon of ice cream than being able to rotate <laughs> that defensive line at will, that defensive front and get fresh personnel in there so that you can keep everyone ready to go. And especially last year. Uh, They talked, you know, it's easy to forget because so much happened between the middle of November and the end of that Bills season. But my goodness, Von Miller was a closer. He was coming in, you know, forced fumble on, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes. Like, you know, he's been getting sacks on Lamar Jackson uh, in that fourth quarter. They were able to keep him fresh. And obviously those dogs are all hungry. Jordan Phillips, Shaq Lawson, you know, this. And now we got Leonard Floyd on a one-year deal. I mean, what do you think Leonard Floyd wants to do? You think he's signing with someone who he doesn't think he's going to get 10 sacks with? He wants to put up some numbers, and then he wants to get paid. And maybe he puts up some numbers, but we sign him to, you know, a paid-slash-team-friendly deal to kind of pair with Vaughn for the remainder of his contract. I don't know, you know, what I, a lot of people were saying Von, Vaughn's deal is going to end up being like a three- or four-year deal, even though it was six, obviously, when it was signed. Uh, but what was your thoughts? Obviously, waking up, excitement. What were, What's the vibe? Did you remember that he had a pick six on Nate Peterman? I didn't know that until right now. Okay. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's incredible. When, 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 what year was that? Uh, it that- was 2018. Uh, and they, any, uh, it was a deflected ball and it <laughs> popped up and Floyd caught it and basically just walked it to the end zone. He was already oh. celebrating at like the 10. He caught it like the 15. Sounds like a Peterman moment. Yeah. Um, no, I wasn't aware of that, but that makes me love him even more. Um, it's really like, I'm going to look really big picture here with the, with the Leonard Floyd signing, because I think it makes a lot of sense just tied to everything that's happened. Just starting with Vaughn last year, when they, when they decided to splurge for Vaughn, that was a clear change in trajectory of team building, right? Like there was not like those funds were not allocated. Like we, unless we didn't think they general viewing public did not think Von Miller star money is allocated there. So if Oliver, who by all accounts and every stat you looked at benefits from being surrounded by these edge rushers and these big defensive linemen that can help run stuff. And he does elite work, right? Like what was the pressure rate stat from next gen? He was like fourth in the league, the last three seasons in pressure rate or something for interior linemen. 
he got hurt in the first game last year. He didn't get, he only got to play how, what, five or six. I think you tweeted about it. Five or six games together. Ed and Vaughn got to play. Yeah. Um, that, that was, that's a massive thing that a lot that I feel like a lot of you, I forgot about it until I saw it. He only played the re- first game and then he was come back. So you don't even know when he was come back. Was he 90%? Was he like high ankle sprains are a bitch. Yeah, too. Exactly. They were, they were yeah. getting him in because they probably knew, Oh, we can get 20 to 30 or, you know, like I forget what his snap counts were, but you know, maybe at least get him in the lineup for some impact plays. But if you have both mm. those guys going full throttle, uh, you have Leonard Floyd, Agreed. you have, uh, you know, Daquan Jones, you have Von uh, Miller. I mean, it's just uh, Greg Russo. People, so people were posting that 11 man defense with Taylor Rapp, Floyd. Um, yeah. And I think it was, what, I saw, Russo, yeah. Russo, Taryn Johnson in there. Miller, yeah. yeah Miller, Russo, Floyd, Miller, Oliver in the front. I mean, you're going to be absolutely decimating teams. So uh, just, I'm just the, the team building, the team building part of it. The, the main crux to about it is when you look at the Edmonds deal, them not signing Edmonds and whatever the group at linebacker is going to be. They basically said, we're going to sign Oliver to a lesser deal, surround him with talent, with Vaughn getting healthy, assume he'll be a superstar player. And then, so you basically get Leonard Floyd and Ed Oliver for the price of Tremaine Edmonds at this, like, well, not the same price, but I'm just thinking like team building wise of what they're doing it. If you're going to have, a hole in your defense. I agree with Mr. McDermott, coach McDermott there. It shouldn't be in the trenches and the bills that decided have made that decision very loud and clear on both sides of the ball this year. And I think it's going to pay dividends for them. And if your hole is that, is that you have an all pro linebacker and then a hodgepodge next to him. So be it right. Like, so be it. Just to show this is from Mike Catalana. Uh, we got, these are the current defenders on the bills on a one-year deal. So you see, I mean, the bills are piecing <laughs> together with, again, these are all Super Bowl contracts. Uh, super, let me see if I can get this bigger for, uh, the people. Oh, nope. Can't anyways, uh, get out of there. Okay. Um, but yes, look at that. Uh, the one thing a lot of people noted too, it reminds a lot of people of the 2018 to 2019 offseason when they got Beasley, they got Brown, they kind of put together some of the pieces to get there a little bit more flexibility with the roster instead of just one or two big names. So obviously uh, that's exciting. And the other exciting thing on well, that uh, is the bills breaking ground on the stadium this morning. Um, you know, I don't know, politicians and team reps shoveling dirt like triple H in 2004. <laughs> hey, it's good to see though. Right. And then I said, the biggest thing was the, uh, I think brother bill pointed it out very assuredly that there was the Buffalo statue on the corner of the cake or the, the giant the Buffalo is the Buffalo yes. stampede. Yes. Yes. So that is, that is something I've wanted to keep an eye on and all these renderings. We need those, need those statues out there. I think that would be great. Uh, great shots in front of that stadium for it and everything. Great Instagram picture ability. So um, keep it rolling. Keep those, keep those statues in there. Otherwise we'll have a riot. If we, if we see a missing, so it's good to know that we got people on the lookout. I'm just saying we can, we can make an uproar of it. Seriously, no, that's making up uproar about. I'm sure we'll find something else to make an uproar about. Speaking of uproars, we woke up to the news of uh, Leonard Floyd this morning. But speaking of news, did you see that there was a storm on the horizon, Micah? <laughs> Listen, I'm just saying that you got every right to clap back if you see hate on the timeline. That's what that's my that's one of my golden. So, so I, I jumped into this tweet from Mike Bernard because it was hysterical. Like I just clicked Buffalo Weatherman and that was the first one that came up <laughs> before this tweet. I, I don't even know where it was. I don't even know what the report was. But someone said like uh, someone else on Don Paul said someone else on, on Twitter 
question my report and it's getting retweeted. So I want to clarify like what I was saying or whatever, which totally understand makes sense. Yep. Okay. But then Mike Syka claps back. I'll disregard the lack of respect. The someone was Mike Syka. <laughs> like and we were talking the pre-show. Tagging, tagging yourself is a, is a alpha move. Crazy move. Yeah. Adding to your it's own like notes. Third, saying third person and first person, like at the same time. And then I think I think Don Paul clap kind of clap back here with the where is your respect the all caps your always gets them um, on the battle there. Um, <laughs> okay, so this is the first one. So I clicked it out of order. Last night news where someone chose to quote unquote correct me on Twitter. <laughs> I li- I like how I like how only correct not giving is, it is it either. Not me. You can correct it, but it's not me. Uh, concerning <laughs> comments. Okay, now again, this is a serious matter. I get it. Like they're saying wildfires in Quebec, narrow plumes of smoke. So, you know, obviously, you know, this has some kind of effect and they want people to know the facts. Uh, but these are just two men being passionate. You got to love it. Everyone in Buffalo is ready to battle on the internet. Listen, they really well, some are. people are. <laughs> but uh, going down, going on. Uh, anything else we got? Did you, did you any, any good uh, gambling this weekend? We had Hovland uh, taking it down in the playoff. Good obviously, for- our whole... Our whole chat was saying Hovland all the time, and then I fall asleep, and I miss I miss the train to get on him when he's you know with two hours to go. Yeah, I also missed that. No, no good. Not really any any good gambling this weekend. Saw Spider Verse Saturday night. It was a nice nice little Saturday. Um, just some. I, I I did bet on the Heat to cover last night, so that was nice. Should have just bet okay, the money okay, line. Should have just okay. should just rolled with it. But um, no, nah, other than that. Nothing else on the weekend. I think it's going to be a fun week of the we. I mean, we're really kicking into the finals now this week of all these games. Yeah, this is got. strictly this. I, I originally titled the show just like finals week because like, yeah, you know, yeah. but I the bandits obviously need that the, that light. They deserve it. Obviously bringing a championship Facts. to the city with all the partying they were doing as well. Amazing seeing Ooh. them at the bars, everything like that going out, uh, kind of partying like our boy Drake getting his uh, card declined on that one. Oh, my uh, God. Which is just outrageous. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, anything coming up? Uh, obviously, oh no. So like you said, it's like, it's, it reminds me of, uh, those high school, like finals weeks when like, you know, there's yeah. nothing really going on except the finals. So like, you know, yep. it's like the NBA finals, NHL finals. Yeah. You got M- MLB and there is some college baseball action going on all day for the super DGENs. But, uh, but yeah, it's a great time, uh, just to kind of enjoy the weather and, uh, what we are officially 98 days until the bills kick off the season. Kick him back. Yeah. It's going to be a great, it's going to be a great summer. It's big, big wrestling time for me, as you know. Of course. If my shout out, my biggest shout out is Jimmy Jimmy Uso, just for always being a bro. That's, that's what it's got to be. Jimmy Uso always was a real one. Jay kind of went through it. He had to, he had to kind of dipsy doodle and Sammy started. Jimmy has always been the straight To everybody. Like, okay, like he came back when there was a problem and his brother was getting beat up. Then he just hung around because like, all right, why wouldn't I hang around? And like, then Sammy needed a buddy. Sammy then needed Sammy a guy. Needed, and Jimmy's Sammy like, I got someone you, buddy. With sympathy. He's like, I got you. And then, yeah, I mean, that was the reason people want to see more of the bloodline, like as the ratings, obviously. 2.9 million it's, it's, people. It's so, it's, so it's performed so well. It's literally like poetry. There's all kinds of stuff going on. There's so many factors and people can't wait to see it. And honestly, I, and you know, who said, what, what was it? Kevin Nash said it was better or, or Eric Bischoff said it was better than the NWO. I think Bischoff said it was better than that. I mean, I mean, Triple H point, is managing a storyline basically better than the NWO. So I think we're yeah. going to get something absolutely 2.9, 
2.9 million people watching wrestling on a Friday night. Could, could we get back? Can we get back to the golden age of, of weekend wrestling? We CM Punk on we Saturdays. Could, a couple weeks. Couple weeks. I'll be there. Be there live at, at the first collision to see. All days till Micah collides. Dude, hold on though, but like what that man. I just feel like he's going to be unhinged. Like you have, like you can't just show yeah. up and be you like think, you PG think, Punk, right? You think he he's going to be unhinged? It's going to be. He's going to be that, unhinged. That show is that first show is going to be so chaotic. Like they have right. to just play into it. So it's a great time. Great time if you're a wrestling fan. For the Bro, next remember three months. Remember really. what? Remember when Tony Khan smelled blood in the water? So he just had. Uh, oh my god! Why can't I remember his name now? Oh my god! Because he's already fallen down the AEW roster. Action Andretti, Switchblade, Switchblade. Oh, Jay White. What about? Yeah, him? <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Tony, uh, Tony Khan just smelled blood in the water, so he debuted. He debuted. Uh, he debuted Switchblade three <laughs> minutes into Dynamite. <laughs> just, I'm, I'm telling you, like, you think he's not going to do something crazy in the first like five to ten minutes of Collision? You're, you're an absolute <sighs> psycho. They're not going to like so be amazing. like, oh, let's take our time with this crowd. They're going to try and drop a nuke. Yeah, and then they have, you know. Forbidden Door the next week, which is shaping up to be something insane. Too, it's just gonna be it's just gonna be a crazy time. AEW, WWE in London at the end of the month too. Just seriously, AEW starting in London before the Bills go take care of business there. Joshy, tell us hey. to follow Apple, Spotify, Spotify, YouTube, YouTube. Make sure you're following all the platforms. Make sure you're following Happy Hours Hoops. Happy Hour Hoops tomorrow night. Final day there. We'll be breaking it down. All the action. I might, uh, I might pop in. I don't know if I'll pop be on. I might pop in there, but because uh, obviously I have a word or two to say about Himmy, Timothy, um, and we will check it out there. Um, How do you feel about a hundred dollar cup of coffee? That's a lot. He's gonna, he's starting it. He thinks he's gonna make ten millions of dollars. Like I read some article where there's a business plan to make tens of billions of dollars in the first couple of years. Hundred dollar cups of coffee in Miami. Million dollars we'll worth of game, hundred dollars cups of coffee. I don't know. I don't know what has a better <laughs> chance there. But uh, hey, shout out to everybody for following. Along. Shout out to Micah for joining me as a co-host on Trainer Tonight Two Ninety Five. Brought to you by Outlet Liquor. Make sure, folks, to go have a good night. Night now. now.